A couple of days later, I went to say goodbye to Mrs. Bradley and Elliot. I found them sitting over a cup of tea. Isabel came in shortly after me. We talked about my approaching journey. I thanked them for their kindness to me during my stay in Chicago, and after a decent interval, got up to go. I'll walk with you as far as the drugstore, said Isabel. I've just remembered there's something I want to get. The last words Mrs. Bradley said to me were, You will give my love to dear Queen Margarita the next time you see her, won't you? I had given up disclaiming any acquaintance with that august lady, and answered glibly that I would be sure to. When we got into the street, Isabel gave me a sidelong smiling glance. Do you think you could drink an ice cream soda? she asked me. I could try, I answered prudently. Isabel did not speak till we reached the drugstore, and I, having nothing to say, said nothing. We went in and sat at a table on chairs with twisted wire backs and twisted wire legs. They were very uncomfortable. I ordered two ice cream sodas. There were a few people at the counters buying. Two or three couples were seated at other tables, but they were busy with their own concerns, and to all intents and purposes we were alone. I lit a cigarette and waited, while Isabel, with every appearance of satisfaction, sucked at a long straw. I had a notion that she was nervous. I wanted to talk to you, she said abruptly. I gathered that, I smiled. For a moment or two she looked at me reflectively. Why did you say that, about Larry, at the Satterthwaite's the night before last? I thought it would interest you. It occurred to me that perhaps you didn't quite know what his idea of loafing was. Uncle Elliot is such a terrible gossip. When he said he was going to the Blackstone to have a chat with you, I knew he was going to tell you all about everything. I've known him a good many years, you know. He gets a lot of fun out of talking about other people's business. He does, she smiled. But it was only a gleam. She looked at me steadily, and her eyes were serious. What do you think of Larry? I've only seen him three times. He seems a very nice boy. Is that all? There was a note of distress in her voice. No. Not quite. It's hard for me to say, you see. I know him so little. Of course, he's attractive. There's something modest and friendly and gentle in him that is very appealing. He's got a lot of self-possession for so young a man. He isn't quite like any of the other boys I've met here. While I was thus fumbling, trying to put into words an impression that was not distinct in my own mind, Isabel looked at me intently. When I'd finished, she gave a little sigh, as if of relief, and then flashed a charming, almost roguish smile at me. Uncle Elliot says, he's often been surprised at your power of observation. He says, nothing much escapes you, but that your great asset as a writer is your common sense. I can think of a quality that would be more valuable, I answered dryly.
talent, for instance? You know, I have no one to talk this over with. Mamma can only see things from her own point of view. She wants my future to be assured. That's natural, isn't it? And Uncle Elliot only looks at it from the social side. My own friends, those of my generation, I mean, think Larry's a washout. It hurts terribly. Of course. It's not that they're not nice to him. One can't help being nice to Larry. But they look upon him as a joke. They josh him a lot, and it, it exasperates them that he doesn't seem to care. He, he only laughs. You know how things are at present? I only know what Elliot has told me. May I tell you exactly what happened when we went down to Marvin? Of course.